0: Welcome everyone to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb, and today I am joined by Christy Knickerbocker. Say hi, Christy.
1: Hi, Deb, and hi everyone out there listening.
0: Yeah, you might know her better as Christy Voice, the owner of A Tempo Voice Center in Fort Worth,
1: Texas. Right. That's right.
0: Yeah. Wow. Look at me. I'm like your instant good memory.
1: (laughs) <laughs> you're a professional
0: well because I was I was remembering I'm like wait where is her private practice because you said you wanted to do this interview and you put central standard and I was like I don't know what that means so
1: I had to like look up what time is it <laughs> you East you East Coast people are very spoiled because most things are East Coast like on TV yeah that's the only time zone they put it, you're more important
0: but I remember being younger and like when they would be like, it airs tonight at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30, so, like, they would, it would always say mm-hmm. that both times, and I would be like, why did they get to watch it first? Because I was really smart as a kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 so, oh. you know, you know, we grow hey. up. I used to really have a difficult time figuring out why people used to be black and white in the old times. (laughs) I was like, but they were black and white back in the fifties. Right. And my mom was like, Christy, (laughs) it's just how they were filmed. (laughs) 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 I,
0: um, when I was younger, I remember driving with my dad and, um, I was like, look dad, it's the two twin towers. And he was like, no, Deborah, if there were two twin towers, there'd be four. And I was like, "You're stupid!" Like,
1: <laughs> obviously, I'm more than you. So. Yeah, like,
0: um, yeah. It's so funny when you're young and you're like, "No, I totally figured this out." Like, I I know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But today we're gonna talk mostly about um, teletherapy and what that looks like for our voice clients. Um, I have two voice clients. Uh, and awesome. I use uh, your competent clinician videos that I got from your website, cool. and um cool. also the it's like a snowy game with bubbles in the water,
1: oh, in the hot
0: chocolate, hot chocolate, yeah, 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 but
1: the hot chocolate, yeah, the, the winter straw phonation went, packet, yes. I think is what you have,
0: yes, yes, and I like both of those things um. But yeah, so what, so let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about, I like to think about mindset whenever Mm -hmm. I'm doing speech therapy, because I feel like when I first came into this, um, I'd often get this like nervous feeling before starting a session. Like what if they don't listen? What if I don't have enough activities? What if none of them work? What if they're too hard or too easy? Or what if there's so much extra time? So I had to like shift my mindset to just be like, well, whatever happens, I'm just going to be present to that person that's in front of me and then figure it out from there and not rely so much on materials, but then like more so on our connection. So what is your mindset mostly when, because you always did face-to-face therapy and then all of a sudden everything changed.
1: It's been really difficult to kind of, manipulate the mindset on the fly. Like I can't explain it any other way except daily. And it's been about three weeks. I've, it's been about a week of me feeling like I kind of have it together, but for two weeks, right after we closed our doors physically saw only telepatients with really having to figure out not only how to schedule appointments, like running the business side, that, that was stressing me out. But then how do I make sure I can keep the care consistent and just as good, just as helpful when I'm relying just on technology, right. what I can see a little bit, what I can hear, but maybe the connection's bad and we have to rely on other things. But then also the, the patient not really understanding technology. And, and And I've had a lot of patients say, you know, I'll just wait until your doors open again, because right. either maybe their complaint wasn't as bad or they don't want to even try the technology. And I'll be the first to say, I'm, I'm a PC girl. Um, right. I really had to dive in and rely on my Mac and teach myself where I was not comfortable at all. And now I'm better just mm-hmm. in the past couple of weeks. Um, but then also figure out how for the patients who did want to continue therapy, how I was going to to do that. Um and a lot of it becomes counseling at the beginning of don't worry about the connection. Okay, we can't get you to log on. Let's try another way. Um and I think the more I started doing it, and I mean I say like I've been doing it forever. It's been like three weeks. But know, but it feels like it (laughs) It does. Doing it. Um the easier it became, and the more I kind of could see it ahead before the patient even had the trouble or asked the question, and mm. I could, I could pivot. That's been, gosh, the word of the the COVID times has been Ross pivot. from Friends going pivot. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> <laughs> 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 um, where we're just really trying to meet the client at their complaints. and that's for adults and for pediatric clients um, for telehealth right now.
0: Yeah. Um. Earlier when you mentioned, so like, I feel as though I did similar to what you're mentioning. So it was hard for me at first because I really, as soon as I got the authorization to do teletherapy, I'm fee for service and I had to move. So I was like, so nervous. I was like, this is it. I'm going to have no income And then once we got approved, then I really like that Sunday before we were allowed to start that Monday, I called everyone. I scheduled everyone and I jumped right into it that next day with like a very minimal plan, just, but really brave. Yeah. I mean, cause I was nervous and I figured yeah. like, oh, there's yeah. going to be so many problems that I better just like get into it and then I'll figure out what we're going to do after. But I did spend yeah. a lot of time like, okay, well click the link. Okay. It's not working. That's fine. So what else we can try is this. So I'm going to send you another link. Like, Just talking on the phone with the parents and then the kids and then Mm -hmm. just getting Zoom to work. And then when they finally saw me, this being like, hey, you know, like it was exciting, which I think that just going into it that way, it set me up for um, a little bit more success. Just just trying to get it to work the first week.
1: So you're saying that kind of just having a little bit of expectation of this might not work, this might work, I just need to try it. And that that really has to happen so that you, you can learn and a patient learns because the alternative is you're so petrified by the fear that the patient doesn't get care and then it just never happens. And right. we're vital to keeping communication going with these patients, especially voice patients, because they may not be able to be seen in person by their ear, nose, throat doctors either. Right. Um, And so maybe they're doing a telehealth visit with the ENT. The ENT says, well, you don't have, you're not coughing up blood. You're not having breathing problems. um, You don't have these things that make me think it might be cancer. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But I mean, then again, how do you really know unless you visualize? And, And we, of course, we take that into consideration, but the SLPs can really be a continuation of care. Yeah. Obviously still connecting back with referring physicians and other types of multidisciplinary um, groupings for that patient, that specific patient's care. Um,
0: Right. But but if we start off like, get ready exercises and like just too intense, then that like, it's going to, it's not going to feel manageable and we might lose those clients Right. Or we
1: might be saying, you know, doing something more aggressive versus conservative. Right. Um, And I think listening to the patient, you know, it's important to meet the patient where they're at um, and do what they're comfortable with because the patient, I'm not pushing therapy for the patients who are not comfortable with technology with using a telehealth platform. Um, I'm not telling them their life is over or that they're, Problems will persist, right? It's like I'm here. If you need me, I'm doing the best I can in this situation. And if you change your mind at any point, you know how to get a hold of me.
0: Yeah, I think that's the best approach. I couldn't. Um, I would never be able to be somebody who had a business that like had to constantly self-promote. Like, what's coming to mind is when I was hiring wedding DJs. Just like how uh-huh. aggressive these people came after me. <laughs> like, if yeah. some, if you don't want to do business with me, then that's fine. Like that's my, that's my
1: thought process. You just be the best version of you. And if it's going to work, it's going to work.
0: Yeah. But no, I'm not sending follow-up emails. I'm not going to be like, these are the things that can happen if you don't come with me. Like, no, if you want to, I'm here. Oh yeah. Just try to be open and welcoming. Um, so, so once you figured out all your technical difficulties and your scheduling, what has your therapy session, um, typically looked like what have you what have you been using
1: so for some of the patients I'm offering a platform called doxy where we can see each other that the view on it is decent mm-hmm. um, if we have difficulty on there we do use zoom but I do inform the patient that zoom is not HIPAA compliant um, like doxy is, um, Mm -hmm. and then let them know just the risks of online therapy is that people could watch and we wouldn't know. Um, and I think it's important to keep your patients aware of that. So that's been part. And then if we have so much technical difficulty that we just have to drop to a phone call, Mm
0: -hmm. if that
1: ever happens, that happened once last week. Um, I educate them the best I can. I know exactly what handouts I'm gonna either take a picture of and text them or Mm -hmm. email them. Mm -hmm. And then I video myself demonstrating with explicit instructions and I text them or email them the video of the demo. So I've really been having to pull from different toolboxes of my own to get the information to the patient. But I think what's been interesting is that it really makes the patient or the parent of the child with the voice disorder take more ownership of making themselves better where a lot yeah. of times I think in person, the person's coming to you, they're like, fix me. Right. Yeah. Um, with this, they're much more motivated to say what can I do for myself because I can't, they're not physically in front of me. I can't touch them. Right. Um, it's just a different interface. I don't think it's bad or inferior to Um, in person. It's just different. It's different and different patients are going to respond differently. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of what I've been experiencing. Uh, Just some patients don't really care to make sure they're seen also. Like I spent Mm -hmm. a lot of one session last week looking at a lady's ear. Yeah. Like for at least 10 minutes, I was looking at her ear, but I was focused on delivery of my service of listening to her, counseling her, giving her education, responding to her inquiries. And then at one point she did check in and say, Oh, can you see me? And I'm like, yeah, I can see your ear really close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's not, I don't think that wasn't the problem. It, she just had checked in. It wasn't on her mind. She was, she wanted her to be listened to. She wanted her concerns right um to be to be addressed
0: i feel like that's so funny cuz i have that issue a lot i mean i have a desktop so my camera remains where it is it's not like i have a laptop that can get in school we call it mm. hackmand like you close <laughs> it <laughs> i love it <laughs> Say pac-man your laptop um yeah but so like it. my camera remains still but these kids their forehead their ear i'm like what are you doing they they love to hold like a lot of them will talk to me on the tablet they like to hold it so it's like they're hitting that microphone yeah. i'm like gonna puke i'm on a roller coaster but it's just funny um
1: and i just have tried to them. Ha- have you tried having them hang it up on the wall yeah, I like, tell them all, I'm like, wrap it
0: up. And they just, yeah. like, kids just want to hold it. They they don't get to hold much, I don't think. I think people yeah. are like, if you hold it, you'll break it. And then, or like, oh. it's like you can look at it. I remember when I was little, yeah. like, because I'm the youngest out of seven, um, I wanted to always be the one holding the video camera. And yeah. everyone would be like, no, you're going to break it. So, like, my whole life, I just thought I'd break things. Like, I'm just like, I'm lucky. Oh. But I was just the smallest. So that's why they said, don't, I couldn't hold it. Like, that's what I always think. Like, maybe that's why kids are just, when they finally get the opportunity to like hold something, they want to hold it. Like if I ever put a phone down, an iPad down, they
1: always want to grab it. They grab it. Yeah. Are you, are you finding that they really like interactive through your teleplatform or do you get a good mix of that paired with stuff that they might be doing in, in their own hands, like with stuff they have in their playrooms or something. So
0: I haven't been relying too much on things in kids' houses. I did make one scavenger hunt game where it was like, find something red, something yellow, something. So like all the colors of the rainbow, then have put it together and take a picture and try to make it a rainbow. Mm -hmm. Um, but my kids, they kind of really struggled to like come back quick enough. And I think that was a lot for like the first, one of our first sessions, So I've mostly been dependent upon things that I've created on my end. So I've used like boom cards and PowerPoints. Awesome. And I've also held up cards to the camera if I didn't get the Mm -hmm. opportunity to take pictures of those yet. And I I used books a couple times. I like books and Epic, Mm -hmm. but a lot of those like are at least 10 minutes. And I just feel like that takes up a lot of time. So I only want to do that maybe once a week. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, a, I don't want them to think I'm just signing on to show them a video.
1: Right. You want the interaction. Yeah. You want to help with that carryover.
0: Yeah. But I'm loving <clears throat> the aspect, like you mentioned that it's often when people come in to see you, they're like, fix me or fix my kid. And now mm-hmm. it's just like in the hands of the caretakers and the client themselves. And, and I, I think that we're going to see, um, a new view of progress i think like once parents are really like hearing my voice and seeing what their child is responsible for doing and and like maybe carrying over my prompts and cues and how i get them to do stuff so um i definitely like this a lot under like i just want to say that just not saying that the whole situation that i like I lost you again, Christy. There you go. Are you back?
1: Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? No. Oh. I lost. After you said we're going to see a lot of how progress changes after the parents realize what the kids are doing? Can you repeat some of that?
0: Yeah, I'm just uh, basically that was just my point, and I'm saying that I I really like this. I mean, I don't like that there is a very dangerous virus that is out, and that's why we have been forced to resort to this. But um, I do feel like I like the teletherapy platform tremendously, um, and I've been doing too much running around like a lunatic, and it's felt
1: good to be here
0: and yeah. working.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, you bring up an interesting point to two things to talk about because parents being home with their children, they may be relying on you like they do a lot, a lot of times us as the therapist to kind of watch the kid for a little while um, to give them a break. It's, I don't think that's any different now that the children are home but, even if the parents working in the same room but can still auditorily hear what we're doing with the child on the iPad, you're they're getting that part of it. Um, so I, you know hear here to all the parents that are working from home um, yeah. and really trying to keep their own sanity, keep their jobs going and keep educating their children and doing what's best for them.
0: Yeah. My sister is a lactation consultant and I did an episode with her yesterday. Um, and she, so she's been doing telehealth for lactation and she's got four kids. So she's been getting phone calls, emails, just scheduling all these zoom chats for four of her kids and like also checking to do that. They do all their work. Like one, my one niece is a very good student, so she doesn't check on her too much, mm-hmm. but the oldest yeah. boy, he tries to do like the least amount possible. And the youngest boy, he's just has a hard time paying attention. So it's like, she's, she's just said, it's just like chaos.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard. Um, so you're not only providing that role to kind of give the parent a break, but I think more than even in person, um, you can use technology. And then the videos that you might send for later for home practice, like it's just a different, you save the parent, we save the parents, um, drive time to the clinic, right. Drive time home. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we also allow for their own environment to be used where we're saying, you know, look, you know, you might say, go to your bathroom and let's talk about all the things in the bathroom. And then the parent right. knows that's going on. And so then at bath time, you're like, here, let's make your good voice sounds. Let's do those bubbles in the water, in the bathtub water, you know, with the straw, let's do, mm-hmm. let's do something where we're cooking in the, in the actual kitchen where you don't have to, as the speech pathologist, bring all this stuff to your clinic exactly. to do the experiment You're you, during the kids. And you're like, sorry, mom or dad, like Making you mess. have to do a little bit of dishes yeah. later. <laughs> well, um, but I mean, what neat ability to have the kid in their own environment to reinforce those goals for speech yeah. or for speech and language or take whatever.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, um, that is definitely a positive that's going to come out of this. And I feel as though I'm looking forward to seeing the progress in some of my kids. Cause I do feel like I, I have a more involved caseload this year. And, um, yeah. it's not the same, pace of progress that I am used to Um, and I'm just I'm interested to see like since now I've never been more involved with parents ever in my whole career than I am now and I'm just interested to see how it changes.
1: This episode is brought to you by The Sensory Studio. The Sensory Studio is a pediatric private practice with two convenient locations in Staten Island, New York. Traditionally, The Sensory Studio offers school, center, and home-based speech and occupational therapy through private medical insurance. Right now, The Sensory Studio is offering teletherapy sessions for speech and occupational therapy through a simple email link to all New Yorkers. Please email them at info@thesensorystudio.com or call 718-979-5678 to reach their parent coordinator. Also, check out the show notes for more information.
0: Hi everyone, this is Deb, and I want to let you know about a webinar I developed with Bright Ideas. It's called Fun, Quick, and Easy Speech Teletherapy Activities for Elementary School Aged Children. This course will provide new and seasoned clinicians with evidence based treatment techniques and activities to use with elementary school aged children on the teletherapy platform. Clinicians will view video demonstrations of speech therapy, utilizing simple, effective and motivating activities. So if you're interested in taking my course, head over to be BeTheBrightest.com. Now back to the show. With my voice therapy, um, yeah. so I have two kids. We do all of, like I mentioned, we do all of your um, bubbles in the water activities and the parents show up with their straws and their cups and their water, which is always good. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It seems to be the most fun to, um, like I've made PowerPoints and then it would be like, okay, so the first slide says like sing happy birthday in a high pitch or sing happy birthday in a low pitch or sing. And I put different songs that they have to do. Um,
1: Love it. So that's That's been fun.
0: Yeah. And it's been going really well and the kids look forward to it. Um, I've also been like making singing scales and putting them on the PowerPoints. Yeah. And we've been working on like thinking about when we run out of breath and trying to like take in nice deep breaths so that we can get through the whole thing with, without straining our voice. Um, and I like singing, so it's been fun for me too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we've been doing your, your ghost
1: napkin. Strategy, yeah. Everyone I forgot that. it. I need to make that product. Like, it, I was gonna make some cards to go with it, but it really doesn't even need that. You got your tissue, you got right, a marker, yeah, and you're good to go. Yeah, and then sending
0: so sending out a kid for a mission like that now go find a marker and a tissue and get back here real quick.
1: Yeah, you know, so that's yeah.
0: helpful too. You get them up and and um, out of their seat, but yeah. So I and I've been doing a mixed platform like like I mentioned, just sitting and talking, holding things here, them having stuff Mm -hmm. on their side, doing interactive PDFs and boom cards, and then just PowerPoints. And, um, I feel like I switch, I switch between them really fast and the session goes really fast and then it's over. Yeah.
1: I wonder, I wonder if different types of, I don't know, you did that one scavenger hunt, but like, I wonder if doing that would make the child not, you know, pay less attention Mm -hmm. or maybe you have something that you go back to That's a consistent little break thing in between. Right. um, So that those things don't go as fast. And I wonder too, if you're, if you're (laughs) doing, um, any kind of, uh, games where you're you feel really tech savvy but maybe somebody else who is not able to switch between apps as quickly if it's taking them longer um to do that so um you know what I've been doing
0: though. I've been taking so like let's say I'm using a powerpoint or I'm just using like one page or two pages from a powerpoint I'll download that powerpoint page as a jpeg and I'll keep it on my desktop so I'll have like seven jpegs on my desktop that I just pull up instead of going through a whole PowerPoint to find it and then like those are our seven objectives maybe that we had in that session and that's then I really share clever that. yeah so th- yeah th- I mean that's something I didn't even think that would be something shareable to somebody they but I guess that's a good tip
1: <laughs> yeah and then you can have that jpeg as your screen share mm-hmm. or send that to them and have them mark it up like pdf markup um, yeah, you, you could screenshot to, um, what you're doing and then have, I don't know, or or having them do videos, like record video of themselves doing something previously or as homework and then have oh, them yeah. play it back. We were talking about that in our webinar yesterday, um, about, uh, having videos be pre-completed and then having the patient adult or child view that during the session and having that be a segue or,
0: um, or also is
1: reinforcement doing, um, like online dice games. Some, somebody was saying there's online spinners, online dice games to do through websites. And then also like a minute or so of reinforcement, like watching YouTube kids or, or watching a short video that you have queued up in your shared screen. And then, yeah, I don't know. Um, just, it was nice to talk yesterday in that conference, um, online to just hear all of these ideas that I hadn't thought of.
0: Was that just recorded? people are Can experiencing. People...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, I'll tell you what it was. Sorry. It was the, yeah. um, the Aaron Ziegler and Kara Bryan and I, um, came together right after we, we all own private practices. And mm-hmm. after we kind of closed our doors and were thrust into the telepractice world, we said, what are we gonna do? We're probably better together, so we formed this um, group of us called the uh, Confident Clinician Cooperative mm-hmm. and and got a special guest speaker to help join us and we put together a six and a half hour webinar um on topics about virtual voice care um, and reimbursement, like getting acoustic testing set how to do evaluations how to do therapy we did like live voice therapy during the conference where people could watch and comment ah. um and what that ended up and we talked about pediatric voice therapy and singing voice therapy and like lag time and how you could optimize that for the patient um and for you so you didn't have to do all that troubleshooting and so it was really really neat to see um that going on um with that conference to try and get voice therapy to be better understood, kind of up-to-date information for everybody who hasn't, doesn't have it all available to them. And they, they're thinking, Oh my gosh, now what am I going to do? Right. Um, Cause maybe their whole,
0: no, don't freeze again.
1: Um, okay, or maybe they got let go from their job mm-hmm. and what can they do? Maybe they can do some voice sessions on their own. <laughs>
0: Um, so, where can people ask, access that
1: seminar if they didn't attend the live? They can go to the website www.confidentclinician.com um, or they can DM me on Instagram, Christy underscore voice, uh, and we will have up to date information about how, because we need to organize those files and then figure out how to give access um, to those. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a platform. So we have to, Kara and Aaron are going to decide how that's going to look within the next few days um, and then have that available. So confidentclinician.com, that's where you can find recorded versions and very soon um, of the virtual clinician um, voice therapy in an online world. Like,
0: That sounds great. Virtual- yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out once. I wish that I um, did the live one, but I had to it was hard for me to even keep track of time and and understand all of the things that I needed to to do for this transition at work, and then I moved, so I would have went to that though
1: it's been very challenging, and so I think we are driven and hoping to very quickly get these recordings available for people because this stuff changes every day, and that's the other thing like we mm-hmm. did do up to date information for that day, but like that information may change, like like Medicare rulings and things like that. Um, And that may vary, but a lot of the information will still be applicable uh, for people. And we just, we kind of want to to fill a need. Great.
0: So one of the last things I wanted to talk about, and I'm springing this on you. So um, you do all different types of voice therapy. So you do like, if there's any aphonia or dysphonia if somebody has issues with producing sound but you also do therapy for singers is that correct
1: that's correct
0: so do you do do you do like voice lessons or only voice therapy like do you help people get better or do you fix something that's a problem
1: that's a great question It's a great question okay um, i didn't know well, how to ask it the- <laughs> Habilitate. Yeah, you're asking me, do I do I mostly rehabilitate with my speech pathology education and skill set or do I habilitate with voice lessons? Yeah. Um so for the most part it's rehabilitation. That's where Mm. my heart is, that's where my knowledge base is. Sometimes after a patient has been seen, like I see this a lot with gender spectrum patients. Like maybe they want some singing voice lessons um after we get speaking voice really looked at well, and we'll do a few of those, but a lot of times for, for singers who do it professionally, right. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that they are a lot better served for habilitation once they get back to a place where they can manage any issue or detriment that they had going on Mm -hmm. with someone who just does pedagogy, who just does the habilitation, because, while I do have experience performing while I do have experience with, um, vocal knowledge in them and music, like I can accompany, I can play piano and guitar. I can demo with my own singing voice, but mm-hmm. there's something to be said about the importance and, and the viewpoint that a person has that's just doing a lot of habilitating. That's just doing a lot of voice lessons and, and optimization there. So I don't also, um, approach it differently, where if it's just a singing voice lesson for, um, a person, uh, we do do education, but I conduct it in a very different way than I would do my rehabilitation sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, that's hard. It's hard to answer because it it does blur a lot of the times. Um, but I think, I think for voice lessons, for teaching singing voice, you need to be able to have somebody who does that all the time. Um, I just offer a different perspective. It's a more medical perspective. It's a more um, how your systems are coordinating perspective. And I remember this and it's interesting and I and this is an important part. I'm not gonna say her name, but we're friends. And if she's listening to this, she'll know it's her. But <laughs> she, um, professional singer, um, and she would say, I, cause I would always worry, what am I going to teach somebody who does voice lessons, who knows what they're doing? Right. Or, uh-huh. but she would say, I am so refreshed after having come, having to come to see you because I forget to do all the things you're saying. Like I'm so caught up right. in the diction and the phrasing of the song and making sure the notes are you know, the dynamics of everything are correct. And then when I come see you, it's everything that I forget to do, like breathing and sound placement and how I'm thinking about source of vocal cords and then filter of my throat shape and my tongue where it's placed. Where, And it's just, it's funny because I feel like, well, what do I have to offer someone right. who's a professional singer, right? But really, the perspective a lot of times is thank you for reminding me of this aspect of this chunk of my pie piece. Um, Right. So.
0: Yeah, I see that a lot with being a college professor. Like I often have to teach things that are the basics of speech pathology. And I just find myself like creating these lessons and PowerPoints and then realizing like, oh, it's good for me too, to remember this and to read it all over again, those classic articles and just, um, basic things about language disorders across the lifespan. That's the class that I'm te- teaching. So yeah, I totally get that. Um, hold on, I don't let my dog in.
1: It's I wonder just... where Mike went. I saw him wave and then now he's gone and he can't let the
0: dog in for you. I know. Well, I texted him too to come let him in, <laughs> but I don't know what he's doing. We have this new apartment, so it's, it's a, a bit bigger and we are um,
1: spread out. It's funny, um, but yeah. the, the, um, we have a dachshund and the, the room I'm in here to do voice therapy in on the computer, the door doesn't have a handle. Mm-hmm. So our dachshund like scoots her nose and then busts through the door, but then decides that she wants to leave. Right. And then I can't get up from where I am at the computer to like, to like stop the session. Cause it messes with the flow. And so I can't go shut the door. So I've been putting this giant suitcase <laughs> in front of the door, but the kids still come to the hole where the handle was. And they're like, mom, <laughs> mom,
0: you could just I'm stick like, a French fry through there. And
1: <laughs> my husband, Like come and take them away from the door hole. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's, what's been
0: tricky for me just with dogs. Cause I don't have kids, but like, Just this new apartment, all of the doors, they don't stay open. So dogs get trapped places (laughs) and it's like, they just cry until you come get them. (laughs) Or Frankie just sits there
1: just silently like, "Hmm, I guess this is my life now. Frankie Wrinkles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Such a handsome man. He (laughs) sure is. He's
0: a good guy. Yeah. All right. Well, it has been wonderful talking to you, Christy. If you could let everyone know where they can find you for more
1: voice info. Yeah, I'm lots of places. So, first and foremost, I've just had a lot of time on my hands, so I've <laughs> revamped autempovoicecenter.com where if you're a patient, you can click, if you're a referring physician, you can click, and if you're an SLP looking for education on voice, you have a whole oh, website wow. section just for you. It's not so confusing on the main page anymore, um, which which links you to the store. You can shop on my main website. You can shop on Teachers Pay Teachers, Otembo Voice Center. Um, my blog link is there as well. Um, you can sign up for my newsletter and then get access to a freebie library of a bunch of voice activities. Um, and then you're privy to information about sales, which I don't know when you're airing this, but are coming up ASAP. Okay. Um, I think this will be in um, like, in,
0: three yeah, I
1: think okay, you're going to be then in then like
0: then. three weeks.
1: Oh, it'll be past already. Okay. Um, and then on Instagram, yeah, future sales, um, Instagram, Christy K R I S T I E underscore voice. I'm, I live on there. Stories are very entertaining. Sometimes you get mm-hmm. cameos of the dog. Um, yes. And also on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash odd voice center. Um, I got some things on YouTube and Pinterest as well. Um, wow. That's, that's where I live. And then now with this confident clinician thing, we're going to really try and have uh, a library for people to access of online uh, voice therapy sessions where they can actually see voice therapy being completed with actual patients so they can learn, um, all these courses have been canceled and right. people's clinical externships have been canceled. And if they were lucky enough to get one at a voice center, you know, now they may be having to change that completely. So we're hoping to offer something to help fill the gap in voice therapy education and that. So,
0: yeah, I'm going to make it fill my gap too, because I did not get all of that type of education when I was studying. So thank you so much, Christy. Um, we do like to end our episodes with a quote or a mantra or just anything that you've been telling yourself to, to keep moving forward at this crazy time. What do you think?
1: Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, just keep, just keep swimming is one that keeps coming to mind. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, just trying to do the best that you can for your patients, being honest with them, honest with yourself, keeping some self-care and drawing some lines on when work time is and when home and self and family time is now because you're you're stuck at home.
0: Yeah. Those lines have blurred for me for sure. But, um, yeah, but I also need to give myself grace there too. And I think you need to as well, because obviously we're both like, pretty passionate proactive people and we went from just you know working a ton to not sharing being sure how it was going to work so i just made myself super flexible and and i was just like whatever it took i was just going to figure it out and now that i semi figured it out now i can create boundaries but i'm not going to fault myself for like spending all day at the computer for 2 weeks straight cuz i certainly did that and i know I see all these things on social media. I feel like social media drives us all crazy, but
1: what drives me? It does. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword and even more so now, I think, for me, because I had boundary issues anyway before all that happened um, with social media because I like to connect, um, but I also get a high from that. So Mm -hmm. now that physical contact has been limited, that's how I'm communicating and socializing with people. So it's even worse now with my my own boundary issues. So yeah. I think you're absolutely right about, you know, getting a game plan in action, figuring out the odds and ends, even if it takes a little bit of of no boundaries. And then once you feel like you have your feet underneath you, yeah. You can make some more decisions about yeah. And energy. Yeah, because
0: Maria, I'll throw her under the bus. She's constantly like, do <laughs> yoga, no work on the weekends. I'm like, we're different, <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> you meditate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm making boom that. cards, okay? <laughs> Me too. It's been. I'm a little addicted to boom cards, though. Are you liking it?
1: I, I like the boom cards. What what's interesting is I'm finding out ways to make my resources even more usable and yeah. I'm little things that I never thought before. I'm like, oh, I might add that to the hard product, you know, to yeah. the PDF. Um, but yeah, the boom cards have been um good because the, the clicking of the button that yeah. reinforces the kid gets good feedback on that yeah. and enjoys doing that and it, it keeps it on track, and they get to handle it. Yeah, where you're headed. Um,
0: and, and I've been drawing all my own pictures. Yeah, like yeah, and I've been drawing all my own pictures, so it's like seeing my own stuff just like come to life. It's nice. It's a little addicting. Um. So yeah, Chrissy, you're frozen again. This thing is freaking free. Up. there. We go. Yeah, You broke
1: up. Um okay, there. Oh,
0: there but,
1: it goes. So, yeah, just repeat yourself.
0: Um. Oh, because I'm drawing all my own pictures, and I'm like just drawing basic oh, yeah. pictures to sell in the clip oh, art yeah. stuff. So it's just I nice seeing in, like wonderful. my own stuff come to life. You know, it's like oh,
1: and I'm you're so talented with that anyway. Like what what the the thing you have going for you that a lot of people don't is like you have these ideas, but then you can draw what you want because you have the skill of the drawing as well, and so you're able to have your ideas just come to life very easily, very effectively. Right. And then I don't
0: stop. And then I'm like, oh, it's 2 a.m. But it's quarantine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, you send me those pictures again that you wanted me to redraw because now I have time.
1: Oh, good. Yeah I, will. yeah, I will. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Christy.
1: Thanks, Deb. It's been so much fun. Again, I'm so thrilled and I'm lucky because you reached out and I was yes. like absolutely let's let's do this again so we'll do I it again too
0: I would, yeah. we should have a whole episode um because you mentioned a voice for transgender individuals and I would love to do yeah. an episode about that so next oh, time so needed so needed look yeah. forward to that That's our show, everyone. Thanks for listening to SLP's Wine and Cheese. We have new episodes every week, so be sure to subscribe. Also, we'd appreciate it if you would like and review us on iTunes. If you love the show and want more bonus content, check us out at patreon.com slash SLP's Wine and Cheese.